Hello, thanks for choosing to listen to this University of Brighton podcast. I'm Richard Newman. This week is Mental Health Awareness Week. So to coincide with it, I've been speaking to the university's wellbeing coordinator, Kimberly Giorgio. Kimberly talks about the many ways the university supports students and gives advice on how students can enhance their wellbeing or seek help when needed. There will be links in the podcast description to find out a bit more information. But we started our conversation by getting to know Kimberly a little bit better. My role is relatively new. So it was a new post out in um, October, October 2018. And it is a really exciting role um, and quite, I guess, a little bit pioneering of Brighton. So there are a few roles popping up across the the country and universities similar to to mine. And there's going to be a lot more, I think, rolled out. Um, But I think I'm right in saying we're one of the first So my role is born out of a change, I guess, in the student demographic and a change in student presentation. And I guess we've created the role to respond to new student need. My focus is around wellbeing and I work um, individually with students. So I work one-to-one with students who, for a variety of reasons, might have either complex or additional needs which they need some additional support with. So what's your background? How have you arrived at this point here? here Yeah. Um, So my background is in social work. So I worked in frontline and statutory social work for for quite some time. And most recently, I've come from um, what we call an assessment and treatment service. So that's a frontline mental health service within Sussex. Okay, Um, we're speaking in Mental Health Awareness Week. Um, Students and mental health is a topic which is often quite extensively covered in the in the mainstream media often in quite a negative kind of way are there yeah. are there general kind of trends which tend to be common issues i think that our students the student demographic are, are, are just um a, a reflection of society as a whole really i think the, the common trends here reflect the common trends across across the nation um but i guess we could see more specific ones in terms of maybe root cause or 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 stressors in students we're going to we're going to see themes coming to light across the academic timetable so so around exam stress when students first come to us there are things which affect them which would be unique from the rest of the population i guess so things like leaving your 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 home leaving your friends and your family and everyone that you know that's quite a that's quite a big thing to do, quite a, a scary thing for, for lots of people. The majority of our students, it'll be the first time that they've done that. So yeah, uh, reclimatizing to a new environment, making new friends. I think isolation is, is, is something that we see quite a lot. And I think it's probably something which isn't spoken about very much um, amongst students. I think feeling lonely or feeling isolated, feeling like you haven't made friends is perhaps not something that students necessarily feel comfortable talking about, but is is certainly an, an issue. And it might be reassuring for students to know they're not the only one that hasn't necessarily made a friend during Freshers' Week. And again, if you've missed the boat in the, in the, in the first year, this isn't just something we see in the first year. So this comes up throughout students' studies that perhaps they haven't quite felt that they've, they've, they fit in or they haven't quite made the connections with people that they would like. And we know that connecting with other humans in, in any capacity is absolutely essential for their well-being. Let's mm. focus on that first then, because I guess for many undergraduates coming here, yeah. they're very young and it would be the first time that they would be away from home. And it, could just, it can be a, a massive shock to the system. So 
what does the university offer uh, for people that may be feeling a bit isolated? Yeah, so we've got a, a huge amount of support here. I'm really, really proud to, to work here and work um, for a university that takes wellbeing and student student health so seriously. Um, I guess the most important thing when you first arrive to know about is your SSGT. So there's an SSGT placed in every school, every academic school throughout the university and they are your your go-to person for, for everything. They all have their own uh, specific office hours, um, really accessible through the website or if you ask anyone in your school, everyone in your school will know um, who your SSGT is. Um, and you can go and see them if you're, if you're feeling a little bit down if you're a little bit confused about your timetable whatever whatever it is that is um, maybe a little bit difficult when you first get here or just for information and advice you know where do I go if I if I want to talk to someone about this where, where do I go if I want to see this just pop in your SSGTs they're all lovely they're all yeah really down to earth really approachable um, and they are your your one-stop shop for finding out about everything yeah and then from from there with the SSGT almost like refer to somewhere else to go to if they need to find more specialists yeah absolutely signposting so they're the they're the front door I guess for you they're the person that you you, you're going to know and you're going to recognize um but they'll absolutely tell you where to go more specifically um because they're not they're not going to do all of the work themselves they're not going to be able to support you with every issue that you come with but they're yeah they're really knowledgeable about local support internally and externally as well Actually, really important when we were talking about um, the SSGTs and when when students first arrive. I mean, not necessarily when they first arrive, but a good place to go would be to have a look at our online resources. So we know it can be really difficult to approach um, either someone you don't know or someone you know if you're if you if you are feeling a little bit different, a little bit down, a little bit stressed, sad, whatever it might be. Um, so if you take a look on the website, we've got we've got a host of self help resources, uh, which really are quite useful. Um, and I think yeah, self help is not like the books in the seventies anymore. It's really useful, evidence based materials which are really accessible. And um, yeah, feedback is that that people find them really useful. Mm. Students will often talk about the pressures around their university education like mm. what, what do you think that comes down to I mean does it come through grades does it does that increase the burden on some students do you think I think there's a variety of reasons why individual students will will feel under a lot of pressure and I think the things that you've mentioned are valid I think it depends upon the student's own drive and their, their own kind of standards for themselves so some students have incredibly high standards for themselves a bit unrelenting at times and they can um, they can give themselves additional pressure uh, which is external from the university it's they certain students give themselves additional deadlines even before before their formal ones um, I think a lot more people are coming to university now and we're seeing a, a wider variety of people coming to university sometimes we're seeing lots of students who are the first people in their family to come to university and so they have no prior experience of of what higher education looks like or the expectation of them or the importance of um, kind of a holistic approach to education I guess not not just about your exam results or your your, your final grades but the, the entire experience mm. and I guess um, university can be a bit of a microcosm of society can't yeah. it um, many like, stigmas or discrimination on the opposite side I guess there's mm. more of an inclusive view which can also be more positive but I, I, I guess can can situations be sort of magnified for these students because they're in such like a 
small societal space. Yeah, I think that is a possibility. And I think that would be a possibility at any university. And I think, um, yeah, given the intensity of, of, of the, experience, the university experience and life, maybe living on campus, I think things uh, yeah, can be magnified in the same way that anything feels incredibly important at the time. And, on, and in hindsight or reflection, it might feel less so. Um, but I think, again, Brighton's... Uh, really really brilliant at inclusivity i think it's one of uh, you know one of our core values and we're really good at inviting and supporting students who might otherwise not have come to university yeah i mean clearly the demand um can also be tricky to deal with sometimes because we're seeing statistics that show that students are looking for more mm, support yeah at, at, at which point is it recommended that um, a student who may be struggling goes to their gp and also how easy and how crucial is it that when a student attends university here, when they're maybe not from the local area, that they do register with a GP when they get here? Absolutely fundamental. Please register with your local GP. It's so easy to do. We have a GP um, on two of our, our campuses, so our Eastbourne campus and also um, our Morskan campus. Um, if, you, if you don't want to register here at the uni, that's absolutely fine. There is an abundance of GPs locally. It's so quick to do, really, really easy. And it is absolutely fundamental for you getting any support here. Almost all avenues of support will have a prerequisite that you that you have registered locally with a GP. So that two-minute job within your first week here will save you so much time and effort a little bit down the line. Hmm. The idea of well-being in mm. general, um, it's not just a concept which is for, I guess, crisis management. It's, it covers quite a broad range, doesn't it? So yeah. it's just about being more happy in yourself, I guess. Yeah. And that could be, I guess, feeling supported in your in your faith, maybe joining network groups. It could just be, it could be simple as like financial well-being and being a bit more active. Yeah. What's the university doing? What can students find out to sort of help themselves to feel a bit more supported in that way? Yeah, I think you've you've really hit the nail on the head there. So we're not we're not talking about crisis management and responding to crisis, although you know at times throughout the whole of the UK that will happen. Um, I think our approach is exactly what you've, you've just described, and that's a proactive approach. So um, I can I can talk through the, the the support systems that we've we've got here at the uni, um, and also talk more generally about people's well being and what they can do because well being is going to be different to everybody, and what I do to keep myself well is going to be um, presumably different to what you do. So here at the uni. Um, we have got uh, so formalised support uh, within student operations and support and there there's a range of, of wonderful teams where you can get uh, specific information advice and support around uh, quite student related issues so we've got a careers service for anyone who's interested in looking at talking about exploring their career options and within that as well we have got a, quite a specific um, volunteering service for anyone who is interested in finding out more about volunteering and again these things might not necessarily seem like they're, they're um, related to well-being but when when we look at um, just for example like the five ways to well-being from the NHS which would highly recommend everyone takes a look at connecting and being creative and um, giving back to your society is very well evidenced to improve all of our well-being so they're really good services to check in with um we have um, specific workshops that are run throughout the academic year uh, based around well-being uh, and specific issues for students. So, for example, procrastination, so something a lot of students struggle with, um, or, or low mood, perhaps. 
Um, and they're all advertised on the website, so students should look out for them. They're, they're absolutely free to attend, and we have them across the campuses. So we've also got Student Advice, which is our one-stop shop for all financial money issues. Um, it comes up a lot with students, whether you're you're really, really good with your money, whether you'd want to find out how to be a little bit better with your money. They've got an abundance of advice and support, and they've um, got a really active uh, blog page as well, which I'm sure we can link somehow. Mm-hmm. Advise everyone to have a little look at that. We've got a really great accommodation team. Um, so our accommodation team here can help you understand about your tenancies, understand about finding properties, understand about maintaining your properties, um, for anything from ad- advice, more legal advice around your rights and things to um, some maybe more practical advice about uh, managing relationships within shared houses. We've also got a really, really great team for anyone who's living in halls. Um, so it would be predominantly first-year students, but if you are in halls, we have our residential life team. They're a specific team who are there to support you when you're in halls with all of your emotional and wellbeing needs. Um, if you don't know who your residential advisor is, ask somebody, ask anybody. Um, I'm hoping you do all know, but if you don't, tap into them. It's a really, really great resource. We also have a counselling service here. Um, most people know the word counselling and seem to understand what that means. But yeah, we have that wonderful service that's been going for many, many, many moons now. We've also got peer-to-peer support. So there is just a, an abundance and ever-growing body of evidence that peer-to-peer support is uh, not only what students want, but brings really, really good results. So peer-to-peer is, is being supported by um, someone either who has lived experience or is in a similar situation to yourself. So for, for our students, it would usually be led by another student. Mm. I was going to come back to that one, actually, with the yeah. peer-to-peer support. So if there is um, a student listening to this yeah. who feels like they, they can they can help and they'd like to be part of that, then what should they do to get involved? So you can contact any of your student service centres. So there's one on every single campus. You can do that either by calling us or just come in popping in um, and expressing your interest so in particular it'd be really helpful for you if you mentioned the mood boost program again we can link it you can have a look and we can give you loads more information on that it's an absolutely fantastic opportunity uh, which comes with training and and support get in touch cool so we'll put some um, links in the podcast description about some of the things you were just mentioning as well so that people can find out a bit more and, and 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 get some more information. How important as well is it that staff and students across the university know about how they can be supporting each other? I think it's really important and I think what we're looking at really is a whole university approach to, to well-being and mental health because I think uh, kind of gone are the days where it's just the responsibility of either one person or one department so again the same as it is nationally it's we're, we're, everyone needs to be there for each other and if you look at any sort of national campaigns around well-being and mental health it's all about um, the communities coming together and providing whatever it is they can. So if you're, if you're a doctor, you're going to give a very specific specialist kind of support. And if you're a neighbour, you're going to give a different sort of support. But there's there's no real hierarchy on on the value of that support. Um, so I would suggest to all of our, our, our staff and our, our students to, to be looking out for, for one another. And that, that that isn't a specialist skill. That really is being human. And that is about... Um, not looking at someone clinically or, or, or looking to diagnose anyone or, or or to provide treatment. That is is literally about looking for any changes in behaviour, looking for, for emotions that 
perhaps aren't aren't usually there or are difficult if someone looks upset if someone's a little bit more quiet or just any change in behavior and it's just about having normal human conversations with people asking people if they're all right Asking people how their day is, starting a conversation in any way to connect with someone and, and get them talking so they feel less alone. In the same way, when anyone's ever had an upsetting experience, whether that's missing your bus and getting caught in the rain, it's, it's, it's really comforting if someone just says, are you OK? Regarding campaigns like this one, Mental Health Awareness Week, mm. how important do you think they are and how big an impact can they have on people? I think they're extremely important. And until uh, we reach a point where we're, we're discussing or viewing mental health in the same way that we are physical health, I think we need to, we need to have this kind of exposure. And until the, the stigmatisation, which is, it is changing, absolutely is changing for the better, but until that is, is, is eradicated, we, we, we need to be getting the message out there. We need to be getting as many people as possible hearing and talking about this and normalizing talking about this um normalizing saying i don't i don't feel all right i don't feel okay and not necessarily needing to pathologize that um you know it's okay to not be okay Mm. um at the end of each podcast we ask some questions away from work um i'll ask one extra one to you because um it may be relevant in the context of of just mental health in general because we can all I think we can all answer this one. But if you could give advice to your younger self in a yeah. situation of someone that would be someone that would be around the university, a younger person maybe, what would that be? Um I would tell my younger self to be more active. Um so I'm an incredibly active person now. Mm-hmm. And I I wasn't as a teenager. Um, And I think, especially at university, I think I really missed out on on some opportunities. So um, I started sport much later on in life. Um, I wasn't interested in sport or didn't think I was interested in sport as a teenager at university. I'd never been sporty. Um, I think I was probably quite insecure about my my abilities. But um, I think I really missed out on a great opportunity to, to make some excellent social connections and, and really improve my well-being through physical health um so but not necessarily through sports so it would have been sport for me but any kind of activity just get moving a little bit more I would have liked my younger self to be a little bit more active mm. in moving wise and um to have not smoked cigarettes <laughs> <laughs> good advice okay um so these four questions then away from your work uh, we asked them on every on every podcast so I'm just throwing these ones at you um, can you pick a favourite place in Sussex? Yes, uh, Brighton's my favourite place in Sussex. So I uh, moved here for university many moons ago and I never left because I love it. Um, it meets all of my needs. Yeah. Um, what are you currently reading, watching and or listening to? You can pick one or pick, um, three. Yeah, uh, I don't have a TV, so I'm not watching anything. Um, I am reading Philip Pullman, uh, Dark Matters Trilogy, I'm late to the party, hmm. but um, glad to be there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Um, and describe your perfect weekend. Uh, perfect weekend uh, would be really busy. So at some point over the weekend, I would have to take my dog out somewhere beautiful in Sussex. Um, so I love the downs. So long walk with the dog. Um, and I like to do lots of cultural things. So probably a gig. It would involve a gig, um, seeing friends. And if I was seeing friends at the moment, my new obsession at the moment is board games. 
Mm. We'd play some board games. Any specific ones? So at the moment, I've just got into something called Catan. Again, late to the party. Mm -hmm. I think this came out in the 70s and it is fantastic. For anyone who thinks that they don't enjoy board games, give it a go. Okay, I am one of those people. So I that do think you're not into board games. Yeah, well, I, I, I do struggle at Christmas with, with board games. But then every time I play one and it's a new one that I haven't seen before, okay. I do enjoy it. I, I don't know. Just trying I to thought get board games for, for other people, but I found they're really fun. Okay, cool. Um, and then finally, if you can invite three people to dinner, past or present, who would they be and why? Uh, yeah. So I would invite uh, David Bowie. He could play the music and I would enjoy that. Um, I think I would invite my dog because they're better than most people. <laughs> And the third person would be Angela Carter because she could tell us some really great stories. Thank you to Kimberly for her time. Students can find out a bit more about some of the services the university offers by clicking or tapping the links in the podcast description. You can also visit the university's wellbeing page. Go to brighton.ac.uk, click on current students, and by then visiting the My Student Life section, you'll find all kinds of very useful information. That's about it for this episode. If you haven't already, you can like and subscribe via Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Just search the University of Brighton. You can also listen to previous episodes there too. And if you did like it, why not share on social media? Thanks for listening.